Welcome to the Grace for This City podcast. We're helping you turn your cities upside down. Hey, I'm your host, Justin Goff. Stay tuned. We got a great show for you today. This is the Grace for This City podcast. I'm your host, Justin. Hey, thank you so much for tuning in. We've got a great episode planned today. And listen, today is going to be another day where we're helping you turn your cities upside down. I get asked, hey, what do you mean by that? Well, there's a scripture in the New Testament that says these were the men that turned the world upside down. And uh, great grace was upon them. And what is that? Well, I believe it is biblical strategies that they had. It was the gospel that they went out and preached everywhere. And you know what? People are living upside down. You know, their worlds have been twisted, perverted. They've been deceived and lied to. And I'm telling you, the message of Jesus Christ will right wrongs. And that's what we mean. Actually, you know, when people's worlds are turned upside down, they're actually turned right side up. And that's what our goal is. That's what our vision is, is is to give you scriptural motivation and strategies so you can get out there and get some stuff done for King Jesus. Oh, we love it. Hey, this is a great day to tune in, and uh, I'm joining the studio right now with a friend of mine, Reverend the Rev <laughs> Sam Spellman. Hey. Hey, brother. How are you? I'm good, man. <laughs> I'm super excited. There's, I love the uh, flip, the imagery of that. Yeah. You know, we're flipping it upside down. We're fixing things. We're, yeah. we're turning it, because it's, it's a complete 180 to follow Christ. It is. It Well, it should be, right? It's it's completely the opposite. It's an about face. Yeah, you're, you're pulling a... You're pulling a U.E. and you're going back yeah. back home. And it's better. It is a lot better because all the pressure's off. Right, yeah. I think that's one thing that uh, a lot of people, whenever you really first step into following Christ, you notice it in, like, super baby Christians. They're just completely like, well, if God's for me, like, they just completely let it off. But I think as even as we mature and as we walk with the Lord, that's one of the pitfalls to dodge is to wow. continue to put stuff back on your shoulders. You know, well, well, now that I know the word, I got to, you know, and then you start trying to own stuff again when in reality, the only reason you came to him was because he first loved you. Wow. So I just, wow. I think it, it gets really good. But flipping it upside down, that is like, it's totally true. People are living in pervert perversion and I don't, yeah. i'm not saying maybe sexual or whatever but what i'm saying is their worlds have been perverted twisted yeah and um you know something like on a on a uh, even like a dna a, mon- a molecular <laughs> molecular <laughs> m- m- molecular <laughs> uh you know on the dna level i'll just yeah, stick yeah. i'll stick with that um you know, that's actually what sin does it, is it came in and it corrupts. And, you know, Jesus wants to right those wrongs. Absolutely. He wants to bring a correction. And, uh, you know, I, I, I don't even know where I would be, bro. Uh, I, I mean, I don't even want to think about it, but I'm so thankful that the Lord uh, wooed me. Yeah. You know, and somebody got the gospel to me, primarily my, my parents. I want to say thank you to yeah, my shout mom out, and dad. Shout out my parents, too. They did a really good job. <laughs> oh, man, saved us, bro. Uh, you know, I mean, they weren't the saviors, but, but I mean, just their witness in our life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hallelujah. I think it's so cool because that's like the method that God shows. I heard it said this. Okay, man, I'm trying to think of who said this. I think it was Keith Moore. He said, you can only receive things that are given by grace through faith. Mm, and so yeah. so whenever you receive the grace of God or the power of God to yeah. do anything, right? Grace yeah. for this city. Right, you know, right. You're talking about like, how do I have the grace to flip my life upside down? You have to receive it through faith, and faith comes by hearing. By hearing. Wow. So in, if there's no one in your life that's telling you or talking about the word, talking about, 
you know, Jesus, what he's done, that testimony. That's what God chose as the method for delivery. He could have wow. chosen anything, wow. but he's like, Dude, we're going to choose words. That's so good. So I just, that all, that's, I'm so thankful for my parents. Mom, if you dad, you yeah, guys watching me this, too. Thank you. I'm thankful <laughs> for my parents, you know, and, and, you know, other men and women that came along and just said, Hey, let me tell you the truth. You know, I, I, I always, you know, I'm not all, not always did I initially like the truth. That's true. But the Bible says, if you like the truth, it'll set you free. It doesn't say that. <laughs> you know, it says, if you know it, I mean, you, you like may not it, always like it. It's my favorite. Well, Sam, uh, man, we're glad you're here. Yeah. And, uh, I, um, we're, we're actually going to do several podcasts with uh, Sam. That's so, right. um, we're going to get a couple done. Thank, thank you for tuning in and it's going to be good. So, Hey, why don't you launch us in, in, in here with what the Lord put on your heart, Reverend? Well, I think, uh, for this first one, I really wanted to get into this scripture in Jeremiah chapter 10 and this, Jeremiah. we already kind of like started talking about it, but Jeremiah chapter 10, there's a whole lot of things that is kind of being like, you know, dealt with dealing with idols versus the true Lord. And so in this, there's this, you know, coming captivity of Judah. There's this judgment that's kind of coming upon them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, in this moment, there's the the prophet he says something and it's this one verse verse 23 he says oh lord i know the way of man is not in himself it is not in man who walks to direct his own steps in other words there's no you know deep within you you talk about like hearing you know your parents or whoever that person was in your life that completely you know shared the gospel or began helping you grab those steps Mm -hmm. to turn your world to change your you know, your perspective, it's not in you, like innate in you. And the world is constantly telling mm-hmm. people, you know, mm-hmm. figure out who you are inside and just be who you are. Right. You right. Know, instead of, well, that's bad wisdom. If you're not born again, no, it's completely <coughs> opposite. Cause if you get born again, you know, even as parents, Oh, you can be anything you want to be. Well, if you yeah. get born again, I don't believe that. Uh, you, you can't be anything you want to be. <laughs> no. That's not a part of the fact, deal here. You're in Jeremiah. Jeremiah is a powerful, demonstration or representation of that right there because where is it jeremiah what one yeah he said i knew you before 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 you were in your mother's womb yeah and that's when he was called or purposed as a prophet yeah um you've probably heard that heard this before but judgment is in the seed yeah and so he purposes things and it's in that DNA in that seed. That's what Satan's trying to corrupt. He's so trying to twist that. Between uh, when Father knows us and purposed us because we were with him, mm-hmm. okay, then he, he ordained us, he purposed us, destined us, yeah. and then put us into the seed. Uh, and it's there when it got into the natural realm. That's when it was susceptible to corruption. Yeah. But we can go back to that redemptive calling and like Jeremiah, we say, Lord, what do you have for me? And yeah. God will reveal what what he purposed you for. Well, and that's why you got to be born again. That's exactly why you, know, you have to be born this, again. Yeah. This death put on immortality. You know, like there's all the, the scriptures that talk about that in the seed. But this, the way of man is not in himself. I think just hitting that, that when I first read it, really wow. hit that lie. Because I wow, saw wow. so many... Um, people and even friends that you know know the Lord and I you know I think it's it's not even just uh, whether you know the Scripture you know I was I was even praying this morning when I was talking Lord's like Lord I don't just want to know the truth in the sense of just knowledge I want it to be a right. revelation in my life I want it to be something that 
you know, I, I live by, I walk by. Because revelation's not knowledge. It's like, it's it's through relationship that revelation happens. It yes. doesn't just happen through like... Well, because revelation is a person. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Yeah. So I just, I that's think good. that's, that's totally a, a sweet pocket to, to begin to digest mm. and to begin to, uh, pushing into, cause that, that whole truth, it's not in man, you know? And then you, um, who was the man, whenever he went and said, go down to the potter's house, I'm trying to think of that off the top of my head. The prophet says, go down. I'm uh, trying to, uh, I, don't, I don't want to misquote which prophet it was, but I know <laughs> there, was on, a Reverend. Pro- there was a Reverend, prophet. You should know this. <laughs> I should know this, but it just, it just slipped my mind. But he says, go down to the prophet's house or go down to the potter's house. Okay. And he starts looking at the clay and he's like dealing with the clay and he just like smashes it. And you're thinking, whoa. And then there's just the whole truth of does the potter not have right to do to the clay what he wants? Okay. Sure. You know? And so back to this, you know, the way of man's not in himself. God is called the potter. It's also called the vine dresser in the New Testament. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We're called the branches, right? Does not the vine dresser, does yeah. not the potter have right to dictate and direct yeah, he does. the steps? Wow. But that takes a huge, huge dose of humility even. Wow. Like grab onto that truth. Yeah, because sometimes we don't, uh, we want to be our own, you know, uh, What's, what's the word? We, uh, we want to be our own judge and jury. Yeah, we want to be the captain of the ship. Captain, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm going to steer this puppy where I want it to. Yeah. But, but, you know, and people are doing that. But the reality is, if you're not born again, mm-hmm. then you've got not only a corrupted nature, but then you have the lust of the flesh on top of that. And yeah. people are trapped uh, under the reality of the lust of the natural realm. Uh, but then if you're born again, like Paul in Rome, Romans 7 he had that inner unction. That's where he was alive to yeah. God at. And God was saying, hey, man, let me reveal you to you. Or, you know, let yeah. me reveal my my plan and my purpose in you. And mm-hmm. that was coming out through his inner man. But he still had the lust of the flesh that he had to put under. Yeah, he still had to deal with that. Yeah. And, you know, we do too. Because, you know, it's not like I want to do everything God leads me to. <laughs> <laughs> but But what we're getting more proficient at is recognizing the disagreement between with the spirit of the lord oh that's good so galatians says uh for the spirit lusteth against the flesh and that's your spirit yeah talking about your flesh and so what you know someone says well you know you know what is a mature believer you know it's not by right of time it's by right of obedience Mm -hmm. and what we're just getting better at sam you and i is we're getting more proficient at acknowledging the unction from the born again, the inner man, the inner witness, and obeying that over or despite the lust of the flesh. Lust lust of the flesh isn't just sexual. It can include that, but it's a craving for all things natural. Unlike the pride of life, those things things are not, and behold, these things, the wrath of God is coming. It talks about that, and that's a whole nother reality. That it is. It's 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 in the New Testament. That's not like just Old Testament, like Sodom and Gomorrah, wrath of God's coming. Right, right. That's New Testament. You know, and God didn't change. And again, that doesn't mean that God's not good. One truth over here, like in this reality, this field, where you realize, man, God is incredibly just. Uh He punishes sin. He he despises sin because it separates us from Him. Yeah. You know, He's going to get rid of it. Is He never? You know, He doesn't want it. He's not a fan of it. You know, but at the same time, that doesn't negate how incredibly patient and merciful he is. Oh, man, long suffering. Long suffering. <laughs> yeah, dude. I would, I'm thankful for if, that, though. If he wasn't patient, <laughs> I wouldn't be here. I don't think any yeah, of us man. would be here. Hmm. So, But you just you begin to meditate on these things, and you allow the fullness of 
this reality over here again not that they're separate but the they almost create the a bigger perspective of how vast god is in in all directions wow you know didn't uh was it Ke- uh kenneth hagan that talked about the mountain of truth you know My you can see father. it you can see it from different perspectives like the same sure. it's the same sure. mountain of truth but you're just looking at it from a different spot sure you know, I think it's it's kind of similar to that you you see God and you're like, wow, He's so merciful, and then you turn the mountain and all of a sudden you're like, wow, He is incredibly righteous, and then you turn wow. the mountain and you're like, wow, He's incredibly, you know, yeah, and well, because work on those, you know, both, you know, there was thunder and lightnings and it freaked everybody out. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, I don't want to throw this thought in there and get get back on no, track. I don't want to hijack no, your you're, podcast. You're on it. Go for it. <laughs> um, but you know, I, I was thinking when you were talking about there that, um. The reality is, you know, John three sixteen for God so loved the world, and then we go into seventeen and eighteen, and he said he didn't come into the world to condemn it because it was condemned already. You know, the reality that God's judgment on sin mm-hmm. is um, because, <clears throat> yeah, this, this 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 reality, this fallen from glory, this fallen from grace, is a prison of sorts. Mm-hmm. The supernatural reality or the eternal elements that have been stripped away was for judgment, but it wasn't intended that you and I would be there. This is why Jesus came as the rescue plan. Yeah. You know, some, somebody said, well, why, you know, why did such a good God send people to hell? He sent Jesus as the rescuer. Yeah. Your rejection of the rescue is yeah. what's going to uh, condemn you. Exactly. And so he said, look, you're <laughs> condemned on. already because of sin. So I'm going to send Jesus to deliver you out of it. So that when judgment closes this whole thing up and wraps it when time's and locks up. it up and locks it up for it, for it forever, uh, you won't be in that. Exactly. So it's, you know, the message that we're preaching is not, hey, you're so stupid because you're a sinner. It's you were born into slavery and Jesus has now come to set you free. You, exactly. you, you, you need to accept him while there's time mm-hmm. to escape the wrath to come. Exactly. Because that's not, and again, it's not something like you directly inflict. And I think this is something too, and in our culture hasn't been taught as much. This is something the Lord's kind of, I think, highlighted to us and my, my family and myself. You know, the the idea of generational things happening, mm-hmm. like we were talking about in the beginning, like our parents. Man, I'm so thankful for my parents. I am too. You know, but the reality is if my parents, you know. Shout you know, out to Mark and Kim exactly, Spellman. Shout out to my parents. <laughs> Wonderful. Reverence, yeah. Mark and Kim. <laughs> anyway. Right, yeah, Reverend. Yeah, Reverend. They're, um, they both, Prophet. you know, if it wasn't for them. Teacher. Exactly. Everything. Apostle. The, <laughs> Come the, on. The um, If they didn't have, you know, the, the lineage, you can look at that and go, well, man, you, you just got a, a lucky roll of the dice. That's not fair. Or, you know, and you, you hear people like, for instance, a kid's born into, you know, Bill Gates family, right? Bill Gates. I don't know if Bill Gates has a kid, but say there's a yeah, kid. Yeah, he does. There's a kid born into Bill Gates family, right? right. That kid's born into incredible wealth, right. monetarily wealth, right? Yeah. You know, there's a dad who's incredibly successful, and you can look at that and you can go, "That's not fair." Mm-hmm. Well, is it fair? I mean, Bill Gates worked really hard yeah. and developed some things and earned every bit My, of that. Microsoft, right? I mean, the, he earned it. You know, is yeah. not what his his to do with. Yeah. You know, but people, you can look at it and go, "Well, that's not fair that that kid I was born into, blah blah blah," and you can you then ostracize yourself. And I think there are a lot of people even when you're born again. Well, how come you get all the mercy? You know, and but all wow. that is 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 it's the flesh screaming self justification. Wow. You know, wow. I didn't get that. That's wow. not fair. But is not the goodness of God the goodness of God? Cannot be can God not be good to whoever he wants to be good to? Yeah. Yeah. You know, does he not have the right to give He can. Like um one thing that's kind of connected to this in the st- same strain of stream of thought here as I try to speak slowly. 
in um, the parable of the man who goes out and he goes into the courtyard uh, where the 11th hour comes from. Okay. So he goes out in the courtyard and there's these guys out there trying to feed their families, right? They need work. Someone's got to put f- something on the table, right? So they're uh-huh. there. He goes out early in the morning. And these guys are like, sweet, full day work. Let's go. Like, we're going to, we're going to, like, I'm going to be able to eat tonight. Like, this yeah. is good. So they go out and they start working in this vineyard. He goes back out, finds more people, gets them working in the vineyard, goes back out. And he does this like throughout the day. Yeah. And so, you know, if you start in the beginning of the day yeah. and you got more people coming, your work gets easier. Right, right. So you're like, yeah, let's go. Yeah, like that, you, that's a good point, actually, you know, to that story. Huh. You're, you're not like sitting there going, man, why are more people coming? No, you're like, sweet. I don't have yeah. to, you know, do Many as much. hands make light work. Exactly. So <laughs> you're like, you're getting a little bit happier. And then, you know, the end of the day comes and it's the 11th hour. It's the like, we're basically like towards the sun's coming down. Yeah. Like it's it. Yeah. You know, and he's like, I'm still going to hire more people. So he gets more people and you're thinking, dude, this guy has been adding people every single, hour, you know, and yeah. you're just like, so the guys that started not only got a good day's worth of pay, like a heavy amount of pay, like I'm going to pay you, you know, 200 bucks, come pick grapes for me all day. Right. Like that's more than a day. Like that's like a weekly to like you got a pretty good wage. Yeah, there. I'll, I, I mean, I'll come pick grapes. I'll come pick grapes for two hundred bucks. You kidding? <laughs> like that sounds amazing. So they're they're out there and they're you know that's you're funny. working in the heat and it gets easier, it gets easier, and then all of a sudden you know at the end of the day these guys come in last hour, and <laughs> he goes, all right, I'm gonna pay everybody. So everyone rounds up and you realize there's a whole lot of people here. Yeah. And he starts with these guys that came in the last hour and he gives them for an hour work and yeah. they're they're probably not working. They're just maybe using a little bit of a broom. Right, right. They're maybe, you know, cleaning the toilet. Like, they're, it's, like, not that much work. It's pretty well done by the last hour. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, they probably picked, like, five grapes. Right. You know, versus yeah. these guys that, you know, doing all day. And they're all day. And, yeah, and they get, what? They get a full denarius. And so yeah. then you think about the guys in the, you know, start, they're like, well, if they got a denarius, how much more did I get? And that right there is the first problem. Because mm. that was where my heart started getting right. Because the first time I read this, I got so angry. Because he gives him a denarius, then he goes all the way through, and yeah. he gives the guys who he promised. Because I forgot an important detail of this parable. The first guys, he said, I'm going to give you a denarius. Then after that, he said, I'll pay you what's fair. Mm-hmm. He didn't tell anyone after the first group of guys oh, the amount of money he was going to pay him. Okay. He just said, I'm going to give you what's fair. And so they're, they're thinking, all right, I'm just going to get whatever. So you think of the guys coming in the last hour. They're expecting, what, maybe two bucks? I can go get a you know a dollar sandwich at McDonald's so I don't starve today. <laughs> you know, like whatever. I mean, you think about it, they're not going in here going, man, I'm going to get 200 bucks for an hour, right? That's not their mindset. But the, the, the owner, he gives $200, right? And it's not exactly $200. I'm just like throwing right. out a, a number here. So that and then the, the first guys come and they get $200. And the first time I heard this, I got angry. I literally shut my Bible. Because dad was like, and I, I shut my, I was like, dad, this is wrong. And I got up and I kind of like walked around because I, I was like, they should have got more. They worked harder. Like, but I didn't realize how much of the culture of wow. America or the culture of, you know, wow. you earned wow. it, you did it yourself. Entitlement. Entitlement. I didn't realize how much of that was in me. And I was like, mad. I was like, that's not fair. And then I read the end of it because I, I shut it up before you read the end of the parable. So dad's like, open it back up and read it. Shout out, dad. So open it. I open it back up and, uh, I, be, I continue reading, and he goes, you know, it, the the landowner who pays this, he goes, is your eye evil because my mm-hmm. eye is good? Mm-hmm. In other words, you know, is not mine mine to do with? In other words, if I want to give them $1,000 for 10 minutes of work, mm-hmm. is my money not mine to do with what I want? Mm-hmm. You know, but because of the goodness 
towards mm. someone who you think didn't earn it, wow. didn't deserve it. Wow. Right? You now you come at it with such a, a critical and that that all that does is just really purify and show mm. that's what's in you. You wow, know, that's wow, not wow. that's not in them. His the goodness of the that's, landowner. That's you know, and so I think even in in light of all these that we've been talking about with like, you know, changing your life or you know, how do I allow these things to switch? Well, the goodness of God is the goodness of God. And that's got to become absolute. The Lord's got to really be the Lord. He's the one that's got to direct the steps. And if he wants to bless you with $10 billion, or if he wants to give this person that, for me to judge it or throw my words on it, mm-hmm. you know, when it's not wow. directly involving wow. me, that can become a, you know, a hindrance in some ways. Mm-hmm. I know, I've know i noticed it in my own life. It's something the Lord's definitely worked to, and I'm, I'm not all the way there with it, but definitely worked to purge even my words towards mm. seeing success or maybe a miracle in someone else's life. Yeah. Because that's something that the enemy loves to prey on. Wow. You know? Wow. I just think, you know, I, I hope all that train of thought kind of just was yeah. cl- was together in there, but you kind of understand where the wow. that I mean, pocket I, of truth is. I'm, I'm thinking, too, about the story of the prodigal son. You know, the, yeah. the elder brother was so mad that this brother, after all these screw-ups or whatever, still got this lavish <laughs> yeah. response, and the father was like, You've been here the whole time. Everything I have is yours. You just never asked for it. Exactly. You never put your words on it. You know? But the mm. goodness of God, see, the goodness of God is offensive to people. Wow. And I don't think, you know, that, oh, that man, reality. That is so true. And we can talk about it again. Man, God is, you know, he's incredibly just, but his goodness is so good too. It's wow. it's completely justified. Yeah. You read in Revelation where the, the day of the Lord's happening, and there is this judgment that's coming upon every person. There, you know, and it's going to come whether or not you've, you know, entered the kingdom, mm-hmm. whether you've stayed and abided. John 17, if you abide right. in my words and my words abide in you, we will, my father and myself will make our habitation in you. Right. So if we, if, if that thing is coming for every one of us, you know, because God chose, mm-hmm. you know, he, it says, well, that none should perish, but it's also him who started this whole thing. Yeah. You know, yeah. if he never told my parents or my grandparents or my great grandparents you know, the gospel through so-and-so, mm-hmm. you know, I would have never been able to save myself. Yeah, no. But yet his uh-uh. goodness is the only reason any of us have even come to some sort of light. Wow, wow. a free gift. Yeah. Totally unearned. Totally unearned. Undeserved. No one, no one can take credit for it. Oh, I found, you know, I decided to follow Jesus. Well, yeah, you decided to follow him, yeah. but you didn't like, Yeah. I found him and then I'm going to follow him. Yeah. No, you just responded. Yeah, he 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 found you. He found you. <laughs> then you read like the parable of the pearl of great price. You know yeah. all these. Then these yeah. parables that Jesus like yeah. says, they're like, oh, this starts to make sense. Yeah, that's why he talked about that because yeah. there's like the lost coin, the lost sheep, and then the the pearl, like yeah. those three that are together. Yeah, all about finding the thing that was out of place. Yeah. See, we th- so so this goes back ties into this thought that we had, like even yeah. with Jera, Jeremiah. We were known of the Father. Mm-hmm. Nobody got into the earth without Him making the first move. No. So He 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 placed us. Now I don't know technically how to explain all that, but He He's the one that caused the life to come into that seed. Absolutely. Okay. Now you know there was some natural elements that took 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 place, but we were with the Father. Yeah. And there was a, a corruption. There was a a a stealing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that took place. We, yeah. we, we've been sold, it says, under and into bondage under slavery. Jesus came because the Father came because he wanted us back. 
Absolutely. Man, what a gift, bro. Yeah. And here, here, here Jesus is, he's walking, he's walking around saying, Hey, will you, will you, will you come back? Mm-hmm. How stupid of us to be like, nah, man. Why no, not? No, I don't need No, that. I like this filth. I'm, I'm, I'm See, that's where arrogance gets so, it's, it is complete deception to think yeah. that, you know, I'm somehow, but see, it's so saturated in culture, especially Western culture. I can't speak for like Eastern cultures. A lot of Eastern cultures are ruled by even some other, other stuff, very similar, but other things, but like, especially Western culture in America, it is like heavy, you know, and again, not that working hard, being a diligent, you know, having sure, to work, that's sure. good. Those are all good things yeah, to have. There's some good ideas there. But <laughs> to, to think that I just, you know, I figured it out or I've, you know, because the first part of that sentence is I did it. Yeah. I'm a self-made man. I'm a, I'm a self. Yeah. I, I made yeah. it myself, you know, yeah. no one helped me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like did your mom not wipe your, you know, yeah. caboose whenever you were a baby? Oh, yeah. It sounds like you had some help. Yeah. You know, did you not learn how to eat from your parents? Right. Well, yeah. yeah it sounds like, you know, you had some help. Yeah. Did you yeah. not learn how to walk? Did you not learn? I mean, all of those things where you can say, well, I did it myself. Well, not entirely. Right. You know, yeah. but see, that's where that, that tunnel vision, that deception, because if mm-hmm. everything's about, you know, myself, mm-hmm. you know, I heard a, a pastor. Well, actually, I'll tell you who the pastor is because he's an amazing man. His name is Jerry DeSoma, Pastor Jerry DeSoma, Reverend Jerry DeSoma. He, they're, yeah. uh, they're, they have this really awesome ministry, Carmel, um, uh, Carmel Churches. They have... They were missionaries to uh, uh, Europe and uh, Britain, and then they came, and they're actually in Texas, landed in my mom's hometown wow. of Needville, Texas. They have an amazing church there. They have an amazing church in uh, Britain, um, Carmel Ministries. Anyway, he had this. He was teaching one time, and he, he talked about sin, and he's like it's very, um, like not point by point, but, man, he is like an incredible teacher. He dropped in. He goes, sin is self-indulgent narcissism. Wow. Like, wow. you know, like an acronym, S-I-N, sure. self-indulgent narcissism. So anything that's sin behavior is going to be narcissistic behavior. It's going to wow. be self, because God sure. is love. Wow. So the opposite of love would be narcissism. Sure. Right? Sure. So if you're looking, you're looking at two polar opposites or selfishness, because, you know, if you're selfish, you read in John, First John, now by this we know that we know him. If we keep his commandments, he who says, I know him and does not mm. keep his commandments is a liar. The truth is not in him. He who abides in him ought to or excuse me, he who abides in him ought himself to walk just as he walked. In other words, walk in the love of God. So if you don't walk in the love of God, if you're walking narcissistically, wow. self-righteously, you know, then that's, wow. a, that's a clear indicator you're walking the path of destruction, not the narrow way that leads mm-hmm. to, to life and godliness. Wow. But I thought that acronym was so powerful. That, that is, that, that reminds me of that verse in um, one, one of the Johns where it says, um, by this you know you've passed from death into life that he has love for the brethren. Yeah. Like you, you realize that it's not all about you. Not everything is, you know, Mm-mm. you know, it, so it's like coming out of yourself. Wow. That's good. Yeah. Now, what was it now? What is it? Sin is self-indulgent narcissism. narcissism. <laughs> I'm like, man, I thought that was so good. That just like stuck. Oh man. That's that, that that's a word for today. Cause dude, narcissism <laughs> is like, it's like, we can take it's our an se- epidemic. Like, look at this. I'm just taking a oh, selfie. Man, Why? Yeah. I mean, the Amish got some things right. Yeah. I'm going to be real. I think oh, they're, totally, they're, man. they're holding it down in some areas. They're like, <laughs> they don't have media addictions, man. <laughs> That's that helps so much though. I mean, yeah, there's other things I'm sure the Amish probably need to work on, but I'm saying like some of the like boundaries that they kept. Yeah. 
I think they really kept themselves from a lot of pitfalls. Sure, sure. In a lot of ways. And again, does that mean, you know, of course you can take anything into a religious self-justification. Right. Turn it into like a work or something. But yeah. the Bible says to the holy, all things are holy. To the pure, yeah. all things. So you look at some of the, just the simple fleshly dis- disciplines and restrictions they put upon, you know, we're not going to do this. We're not going to go there. We're not going to live this way. Right. You know, some of those things are pretty wise. Yeah. You oh, know? I totally agree. I mean, <laughs> I, mean I can't believe I've, I've got four little children, and I think we're we've become part Amish. <laughs> like, we're not, we're not going there, guys. You, you know what I mean? Like, there's just some stuff we're not doing just because we don't we don't want that kind of influence. Yeah. Uh, in, in particularly, you know, we're big on protecting our imagination. That's huge. And so we don't want to intentionally seed something into our thought space that um, would lead us in somewhere we don't want to go well that's that, i think that is so powerful that's what i remember when i was younger my mom we I'd, i i wanted to say i'm getting this right i was at least i was a few years old before i ever even watched a television like my mom didn't let me yeah, watch tv sure. oh yeah like or movies like yeah, the it's, first, it's limited at our house the first Very. movie i saw was finding nemo and I was... That was like, the first movie that, that was the first movie I ever saw. I went to the theater, like, my cousins were yeah. all... Everyone, it just came out. Whenever it came out. Whatever year that was. So you, like, what, you're about to turn 14 you or guys, something? You guys here? can... You're almost 15 you yet? Guys, I mean, you guys, was the you first guys, movie. I think I was, like, eight. You guys can do the math on it. I'm, I'm not sure. I was born in 99. Uh, okay. Whatever year oh, okay. Nemo came out. Okay. Y'all can do the research I'll, and Google I'll, it. I'm going to look. Google okay. it. Okay, so what year did Nemo Go come ahead. out? Okay, anyway, I'll tell you the story of what happened then we'll... Okay, so I, I go to see Nemo, and I had never seen anything with, like, intensity, like, at all. Came I, out in 2003. Three, so I would have been four or five years old. Okay. So I was like, I was a little kid, yeah. right? Fair enough. But I hadn't watched any, like, nothing, like, zero exposure. The only thing I think I had was, like, VeggieTales somewhat. Yeah. Like, I watched VeggieTales and VeggieTales. Dude, that was, was a sweet. gift, though. I just want to say that was a gift to you. I, I am so thankful for that. I'm, yeah, I'm, uh, for real. I, I am actually very... Anyway, <laughs> yeah. so I'm, I'm going and we're going in Nemo. And you know when Bruce comes out the shark and he's like... Wah! And like he literally jumps in the screen, like comes like towards you. I thought in my mind, like I still have a memory of my dad praying with me outside the theater because it freaked yeah, me out sure. so bad. Yeah. I jumped like over the seat to try to crawl away. Like in the theater, like I got up and started crawling. Like my dad grabbed me and I yeah. we walked out. He sat wow. me down and he's like, "Sam, I, you've never. This is not. You know, this is a movie. This is. You know, don't worry." We prayed. I remember him praying about fear. Like we sat and like, but that was how my mind hadn't been, you yeah. know, affected by, by any of those poisoned. Things. You know, and I'm really thankful for that because it definitely, and obviously, you know, as you, yeah, I still was really young. As you get older, there's a different level of maturity sure, that comes. Sure. But still, that kind of thinking, mm, that wow. kind of living your life where you're, again, you're letting the Lord direct your steps. You're not trying to like, okay, we're going to let this influence. This is going to, because we're, we're all made of dirt. Mm-hmm. We're going to grow whatever's given to us right oh yeah jesus whatever said, is seated in there the what's the, the parable of the sower says if you don't yeah, understand this four. principle he you says don't if you don't understand any of them it's the grandfather in other words if you don't understand your heart you you are wow. like dirt you are like you know yeah. soil you don't have to tell soil to grow you don't go wow. all right grow soil you know you don't know whatever mm, you put mm. in it it's going to start mm. working it you put wood in there it's going to rot to try to regrow it you put a seed in there it's going to grow it so it's even in our heart. Whatever we put, that's why the Bible talks about guarding your eyes, your ears, because yeah. that's the window where seeds come in. You know, I was just thinking to myself earlier, I, I, I was going to say something about it, but, um, 
you know, you, you are beyond your years and I, there I've, I've seen people like that. And it seems like there's a key or some commonalities between people that seem to be a little beyond their, their years. And I mean, this is not exclusively, but it seems like it's because there's been, um, not as much indulgence in things of the world. And so like people are not having to work through so much clutter. You know, I'm thinking of like, and this is what we tell our boys is look, it's, it's not that we think that's just wrong per se. Um, you know, we're not going around, um, saying, you know, what this person does is just flat out wrong. We, we don't do that. But what, what, what we encourage them is, is, is like Samson based on the calling and the assignment, there are certain, um, things that God says, I want you to abstain from. And, and, and instead of saying it like, oh, God's just a thuddy duddy, you know, uh, you know, he's, uh, you know, uh, you know, it's all about, you know, not having fun. No, 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 no. If, if, if you look at what the Lord was doing in Samson, uh, by the way, the enemy that he was fighting, yeah. Samson's greatest enemy, yeah. uh, Israel's greatest enemy was the Philistines. The word Philistines means, means to wallow in self. Oh wow! They, didn't they also they also worship Dagon? Was that one that of their was, main? That was that was the main, which is the the father of ba- Baal, Baal, Baal. Oh well, I mean, how, which ba- Baal was go. one? You, I was listening to this this morning. That's why it's like fresh on my memory. Baal was one who was he um, over like he loved serving himself. Like you talk about Philistine stuff. Wow. Baal was all about doing what he wanted. Like he enjoyed doing evil, basically. Like anything that was rebellious, you know, like ultimate biker dude. Wow. Like anything that was overly rebellious or vile, he enjoyed those things. So Baal wow. was like the embodiment of that. And so, so, so that's the spirit of the world, right? Right there, right? Like whatever you enjoy doing, just just indulge in it. And uh, we say no, 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 no. That there are parameters associated with with the calling. Yeah. And that's you know, really so good. so Samson couldn't cut his hair. Say, well, that doesn't mean not everybody can't cut the hair. But the Lord said, look, this this is going to be unique. It's going to be associated with the calling that you have, like there's parameters and boundaries. Those aren't bad. They keep you, uh, you know, like the Lord told me one time, he said, Justin, your life is going to be like a train. And so I was just inquiring about that. And he said some other particular things, but the, the ultimate thing was the train runs on two rails, Mm -hmm. but look at what it's able to accomplish when it embraces those rails. And the Lord told me, I want you to embrace the, 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 the the parameters or, or the boundaries that 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 your life and your ministry are running on don't don't see it as restrictions see it as it's actually helping you to accomplish and finish and so we tell our boys that's good and our little girl you know hey there are things we're not going to do because god has a call on your life god is doing something in you and we want to uh seed what he's doing we we want to make that big we want to cultivate that soil and not just allow every little thing of the world and the enemy to throw ideas yeah. and concepts in there. Um, you know, we don't want them to feel like that they've missed out on on everything. But see, that's that's a lie of the devil. Yeah, that you're that you're somehow you're missing that out. That you're missing out. Well, that's this. It's the same lie that he ripped in the Garden of Eden. Yeah. He goes, God's holding out on you. Yeah, that's basically what that, he said. That's that's the same lie. He might repackage it, but at the core of basically every deception, it's God's not good enough, as he says. Wow. You know, man. you know, you you look at the boundaries, you think restriction. Well, no, you're just questioning God's good. Yeah. No, he doesn't want me to have 
you know, he yeah. doesn't want, it, want me to have the fruit. Well, that's a boundary. And she's like, but it, but it looks so good but for it looks, eating. It looks, it's, it's, it, it looks tasty. Yeah. Like, why can't I go outside the, but. And Satan's like, yeah, oh man, God's just, man, what a, what a loser he is. Funny, huh? He's daddy. keeping you from. Yeah. He's uh, selfish. All your friends' parents say they can do it. Yeah. <laughs> Like the same thing. And again, you might throw Tommy's it. mom doesn't care. Yeah. She, he can watch whatever he wants to watch. Yeah. He stays up and watches those adult cartoons. Yeah. No one knows that Tommy's mom is a Satanist. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but see, I mean, that kind of stuff. I'm just and I mean, that stuff gets so, <laughs> it's so there. It's yeah. so in your everyday, you know, it's right in your face. And it's, uh, there's no, there's no shame in being a, a kept person. You know, again, there's no shame at all. There's no, no shame in, you know, not dabbling in something doesn't mean, you know, this is, this is a really cool testimony. Kind of as we yeah. land here. We got a couple minutes. We good. got a couple minutes. We're going to land this it? it. This is, this is it. No, bring it down. Captain. We're, we're going to try to kind of land with this, but this is something that the Lord really, uh, I was, I want to say, I don't know. Okay. It was right before Todd White's ministry kind of exploded. Okay. Yeah. Lifestyle Christianity. Christianity. Okay. So it was right around that time. Cause it was, as his ministry kind of, my dad, the first time he came to Rama, he went to Call to Arms. Okay. My dad was there. Mm-hmm. My dad began, to, he used some of the things that Todd White taught on to kind of help me in the situation. The situation was, I felt like I didn't have a testimony. Oh, wow. I was like, you weren't I was bad. Like, I you was weren't like, bad enough. I've never, I've never, yeah, <laughs> I've never done, I'm not doing drugs. I'm yeah. not, you know, I'm not out here with like 10 women that I'm sleeping. You know, I'm like, yeah. what is my... You know, because you hear about these people that have these incredible testimonies. Todd White being one of them, right? Man's getting yeah. sh- got shot at, bullets taken, Druggy, like all, dr- I mean, that, yeah. completely like never. You know, it just God's completely like you would say saved him out of so many pitfalls. And Dad was like, you know, Sam, being kept and never even having to experience those things is just as much wow. a testimony, powerful testimony, as like going into it. But see, again, we have to think generationally. Um, the Lord said one time to us, just if you don't think generationally, you're never going to think God's thoughts if you're not thinking generationally. If you're not thinking, wow. because if, if you're just thinking it ends with me, you know, you're, wow. you've already capped God because the Bible calls him the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. say he's the God of Abraham. Well, yeah, he might be mentioned once, but it's Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. In other words, it's the three generations. Yeah. It's that lineage. What started with Abraham then became the nation of Israel through uh, yeah. Israel or Jacob, right? So yeah. that that whole thinking, you can't just think, okay, it's going to end when Abraham. Well, no, you have Isaac, who is a part of everything. Mm-hmm. Then out of Isaac, you have Jacob and all of the, you know, and every, yeah. but you have God working through multiple generations. Wow. So like what you're wow. saying, uh, yeah, I'm stewarding the tracks that I'm on, but these tracks, I'm not the only, you know, uh, bit of the train. You know, I might be driving the train. I might mm-hmm. be powering the train, but I got carts behind me. I got my kids behind me. Mm-hmm. I got my family behind me. So even as we like go about mm-hmm. life, if you're, if you begin to think kind of that big, bigger picture, and then you think it's not in man to d- dictate his own steps, you know, back to the scripture wow. in Jeremiah in the beginning, wow. you know, God's got tracks for every one of us. Now, it doesn't mean you're any greater or lesser. The enemy always plays that card. Well, they're greater than you. No, they're just over in their lane. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. who knows what God's got for me in eternity. He might completely you know, I might hit eternity and I'll be ruling over 10,000 galaxies, but I didn't have that much during this time, this yeah. dispensation. Right. But because of my faith, because of my trust that you were faithful and little, behold, you know, now wow. you got, now you got zillions of planets to rule over or whatever. You know, you yeah. can't just, you know, justify or, or try to 
because then you're just thinking carnally. You're limited wow. by time. You're limited. You're not even thinking God's eternal generational thought on the matter. I know I that was probably that. a lot, but yeah. That, I mean, yeah, that could that that's another podcast. Um, <laughs> that's a whole. I, I love that though to think generationally, you know. And I like how you said about the train there. <clears throat> you know, if 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 the if the engine derails, not all the cars may derail, but it's definitely going to put a strain on them. Oh yeah. And it, you know, one reason why we live with restraint is. Uh, so we don't put pressure on other people to derail. You know what I mean? Because the obedience of one calls for the obedience of another. That's true. And uh, wow, hey, Sam, we got a couple minutes left yeah, in the podcast. This has been great. We've covered some ground, though. But <laughs> I think we've been everywhere. I, I've enjoyed it. <laughs> and uh, I enjoyed it. So, hey, just, just in the last moments we have here, uh, tell the people how they can get a hold of you and what you're doing. You have a podcast. I do have a podcast. Um, tell us about that. How can we get a hold well, of you, follow you? Yeah, you the know. easiest way is um, our family. Well, it's pardon. I work with my family and our ministry. It's called Family Mission. And again, it's not just us, but it's we just want to really help people grasp the vision, the structure of family, having healthy homes, because everything stems there. Yeah. Everything starts there. You know, like I you love said, it. how you deal with your kids, how you deal with your spouse. Anyway, the, the easiest way is we have Spellman Ministries on Facebook. It's S-P-E-L-L-M-A-N Ministries yeah. on Facebook, on Instagram. Um, also, you can check out the podcast we have. It's on all podcast platforms. Uh it's called the Family Mission Podcasts, plural, because on it we have four different shows. We have one that my mom does, yes. one that I do, one that my dad does, and the one that we all do together. Okay, okay. So there's four different. They come out weekly. We have uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday every wow, week. I love that. We've got so like a lot, next level. Of, a lot of things that you guys can go back and listen to, talking about all kinds of topics with family, with your home, you know, helping each other, communication. You know, how do you have you know a room in your house where you're you're disciplining a room in your house where you you know. Oh, gather wow. there's wow. a whole lot of things that we kind of break out to kind of help people you know how you can have a structured home where the wow. lord's involved in it but it's also it's a safe place it's a peaceful place and then wow. you know that's that's really the the push and what god really has given okay. us to now your kind of podcast share. specifically though my, is called, my podcast specifically on there is called roar, roar. Okay. which is revealing our amazing redeemer wow so i just go in and take little verses kind of like what we did today take a verse and then just kind of expand upon it talk about it okay you know awesome. get into it a little bit well hey check them out uh check out the rev sam spellman right. check out what his family's doing great Ooh. people if you're in uh, the bluff area now we got like a few minutes yeah. i'm gonna throw this in there real quick if you're in like the south missouri region we're doing a my father and i are doing a men's i just saw like that yeah, yeah 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 share that that's in uh, i believe it's the ninth i want to make sure i get the dates right we'll be able to link stuff on the podcast yeah. i'm sure so check the the description in the link for all that it's going to be i believe it's the like September 9th that weekend, I okay. think is when okay. it is. And it's just, it's a retreat for men. It's yeah. going to be on some campgrounds. We're going to get into some good stuff. Sweet. Have some time outside. And you and your dad are hosting it. Yeah. My dad and I are, we're, we're doing it together. Okay. So that'll be really cool. If you're, if you're a man, you want to do it, you can come and check it out. Okay. All right. Get the information on it. Check them out, follow them, see what the, see, just see, see what the Lord's doing through, through them. It's phenomenal. So anyway, thank you so much uh, for tuning in today listen if anything that we've talked about today just prompted you and you just you know what you just need some prayer you need to reach out to somebody listen there's probably somebody close to you but if not then we're here for you if we could pray with you it'd be our honor to do so you can call us at 870-741-9099 leave a message somebody will get right back with you or send us an email 
hello at gracecitychurch.tv. That's hello at gracecitychurch.tv. Hey, I want to give a big shout out to um, all of our prayer partners. That's my first request right there. Would, would you commit to pray for us? But some have gone uh, beyond that and have financially contributed in some way. There's a little bit of cost associated with this. So if you want to participate in that way, we just thank you in advance. Uh, several ways that you can, you can give. You can go to the website, gracecitychurch.tv forward slash give. Or if you're in the United States, you can text to give 84321. That's 84321. Follow the prompts. Or, of course, you can mail a check, P.O. Box 7, Harrison, Arkansas, 72602. Listen, friends, it's been a joy today. Thank you so much. This has been the Grace for This City podcast. And until next time, be blessed.